Red Sea. Welcome in to another Victory Monday. And if I'm not mistaken, I think that is a record on the morning scramble. A fourth consecutive uh, victory for the Arizona Cardinals and a fourth consecutive Victory Monday. And I can't wait to get to our, our breakfast sampler, or breakfast special uh, for this morning. But before we get started, welcome into another episode of the Morning Scramble presented by Verizon Wireless. I'm your host, Felipe Corral Jr. And my favorite part of the show, aside from the main dish, is introducing this amazing cast. The great Jody Jackson, Cardinals insider Craig Grillo, and ex-Arizona Cardinals offensive lineman Rolando Cantu. I'm only that excited because I saw his his main dish. So before we yeah. get to the main dish, I mean, let's Felipe, recap. You, you got to say, Rolando promised us some skewered ram. But I think that it's I think his main dish is actually better. So that I know just just a little tease there. I thought hey. about it, Jody, but. <laughs> Uh, I've been so busy doing all these interviews because we're four and zero guys. But today, Craig, I, I went to I, Craig likes this is going to like this. Is. I bet. look at this. Yes. Stacking up wins. Stacking. Stacking up wins. We're stacking. Hold on. Hold. Let's count them. That's one in the bottom. Two, three, four. Is that five? I think I got five pancakes, guys. Don't worry about it. We're going to we're, we're going to make sure we take care of. Of the look at uh, that. some oh, syrup, fair. I mean, there we go. you know, like uh, it's the that, only reason I would want to do the show in person with all four of us there, just so we can each have a pancake right there. That's a 37 to 20 week four victory over the Los Angeles Rams pancake stack. A Rolando Cantu special. Rolando, God, you always, you yeah. always like impresses you. You take it to the next level and the next level and the next level. I was expecting a ram, like Jody yeah, said, but no, I but think I'll I'm take. I'm glad it. we're it's not complicated. seeing that. Frankly, I just well, had to bring that up. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna be a hard, sh- uh, very difficult show for me, guys. So let's keep, let's get the show rolling because I gotta, I gotta jump on these here in about 35 minutes. And you know what a, a Cardinals victory means? That means Cliff Kingsbury giving away some game balls. And again, like all, like these first four weeks or three weeks, he's had a, a couple of game balls to give away uh, in his post-game speech. Let's hear from Coach. With two touchdowns, number six, James Conner. Hey! With 120 yards rushing and a long of 54, Chase Edmonds. Day one, 270 passing, 40 rushing. And then Murph, oh, and then Murph with another INT. Byron Murphy, where you at? That's a hell of a win, all right? Hell of a win. Enjoy tonight, get back to work tomorrow. Y'all get a break. And you hear Coach Kingsbury being in a delightful mood as I am. Look, I showed up to this episode with my L.A., you know, palm tree polo because, I mean, you went to L.A., you went to Hollywood, the beaches, you conquered a win against uh, what many consider consider a Super Bowl contender in the Los Angeles Rams and come out with the 37-20 to victory in week four and a lot to talk about. 
You know, uh, the Cardinals have 1,762 total yards of offense through four weeks. That is the most in franchise history. Uh, fifth, ever, 15 ever to post 30 points and 400 plus yards of offense in each of the first four weeks of the season and win all of those games. So a lot has been trending upward for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Craig, what? You know, what happened yesterday? Like, what surprised you? You know, what impressed you? It's just so much to talk about. Everything surprised me. The final score surprised me. But I'll go back to something you said to start the show as far as a four-game winning streak here on Morning Scramble. You just needed to invite myself and Rolando on the show much earlier, and this would not have – we wouldn't have had to wait until this year. But, look, I expected the Cardinals to score points. I thought – that this was going to be a shootout. So what the offense did wasn't a big surprise. It's what the defense was able to do. I think that's the story. Shutting down Matthew Stafford, shutting down Cooper Cup, you know, the reigning NFC Offensive Player of the Week, the reigning NFC Offensive Player of the Month. For me, it's defensively. That's, that's two impressive wins now against the Titans and the Rams on the road. Two offenses that many people believe were going to be, and they might still be, the best offenses or among the best offenses in the NFL this year. So uh, my hat's off to defensive coordinator Vance Joseph. And Rolando, you know, we like to include the Bird Gang, the Red Sea. To, we invite them to ask questions or share some of the comments. And one of the comments that we got on the Arizona Cardinals Twitter page was uh, someone asked to, for you to talk about the offensive line. What worked? It seemed like Kyler Murray had a clean pocket play after play aside from those three sacks. But other than that, he seemed relatively untouched throughout the second half specifically. He did. And it was important. It was going to be a tough matchup. We, we all knew who was in front and it was Aaron Donald number 99. This guy is, is elite in that he's, he's, he's in that category. I don't think there's another talent like him in the NFL. And it was going to be a big week in protection scheme because we knew we were kind of banged up on the right side, right? And But Max Garcia, guys, come on. Max finished off the game in Jacksonville, and he had a great, great um, uh, game there. And now starting again in his career, Max, we, all, we kind of forget, but Max started a bunch of games for the Broncos. I mean, he was, he was in the mix there. I really liked it. Uh, Sean Coogler, hats off to him. He ran the ball towards Aaron Donald and then kind of made him run um, away from him as well, kind of got him tired. I'll be honest with you, the run game for the offensive line, I think it's becoming, it's developing, it's in the work, guys. And I think um, we'll see a lot more of that. That was something that we were kind of on and off in the past couple of seasons, right? Because we would talk about it one week and I'll go, hey, these guys ran 100 yards. And then the next week they would run 15 yards or 20 yards or whatever. But I, I think the tide has changed for the O-line. And in protection-wise, I loved watching the highlights last night when I got home because it was Kyler Murray from the pocket, guys. From the pocket, being precise, making smart decisions, and, and being very accurate. So kudos to everybody on that offensive line. I think it's going to you know merge well. And once we have uh, more guys kind of you know uh, get, get, getting more healthy, I think it's just going to develop more, this, this protection scheme that – you know, we knew it was going to be there at one point. 
I think those five pancakes should go, one should go to each offensive lineman for, even though personally, or you probably know that they would probably each want five pancakes instead of one. But I would give this, them one pancake and a brisket each if they were to. And a brisket each. That's the type of job, ex- excellent job that they that they had in in week four. And Jody, let me let me read you some of this the time of possession for both teams. Arizona had thirty five minutes, and the Los Angeles Rams had about twenty five minutes of the time of possession. That's a ten minute difference between the Arizona mm-hmm. Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. What'd you like from Cliff Kingsbury yesterday that really impre- impressed you from his play calling standpoint? Oh, I mean, there was a lot, uh, a lot of smart play calls um, definitely had the Rams confused. And I think it was surgical when you look at the way the Cardinals started out exploiting David Long with A.J. Green. You know, you go over the top, you have the long touchdown. Uh, You also have the touchdown to Max Williams. So you you look at the first four possessions for each team. Rams went field goal, pick, touchdown, fumble. Cardinals went punt, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Then you're not chasing the game. Um, you know, it's like Craig said, I'm, even though this offense, I don't mean to gloss over it. What they're doing is incredibly difficult and they're doing it because they have such talent, right? They have great talent and they have a very unique quarterback. They have a lot of weapons, but I was impressed with the defense because they came out and they took it to them. Like Sean Kugler said earlier in the week, take the fight to them. They were extremely physical, not only up front, but in the defensive backfield, to me, that was the key to this game. The physicality by the defensive backs and the Cardinals also simply did not turn over the ball. Rams had two, almost three. If Simmons doesn't get called there, Marco Wilson has a pick. There's a lot to like. And Cliff Kingsbury, the play calling just fed into all of that, but you have to have good control of the game. You can't be chasing. And to me, that that's for every head coach. And then he went out and he executed play calls um, and we're going to talk about one of them in particular, which I loved um, with the run game a little bit later. But yeah, Felipe, there's so much good to talk about in this game. Uh, the Cardinals, I think, proved to the entire country that, you know, they're right up there, if not the best team in the league. Absolutely one of the best teams in the league. And I know Rolando Cantu is going to touch on the state of the Arizona Cardinals in the NFL and what people should uh, look at them and think. But, you know. They've they're they, that was impressive. I mean, you went to a SoFi Stadium, a stadium where the Rams haven't allowed any team to score more than 30 points and you put up 37. Uh, I know leading up to this game, I said a time after t- time that in order for the Cardinals to come out with the victory uh, from L.A., their stars were going to have to play like stars. And a lot of them did. And some coaches even coach like stars. And I know Craig's going to get to one of them later on in the show. But without further ado, let's get to our favorite moment of the game, a moment that changed the tide. Now that we're talking about uh, Los Angeles, you, you guys see the pun change the, the waves uh, and everything. <laughs> Hey, Jody, let, let's start with you, because I know you mentioned that one of the plays that really, you know, hit the dagger, you know, the LeBron James. Ah, ah. <laughs> oh, what yeah. was that I dagger think, for you? I think Cardinals fans felt good about it because in this game, you know, when when the Cardinals went up 21 to 10, I think everyone's feeling like, all right, this is good. This is like they're turning the tide, so to speak, like you said, turning the table, flipping the script. But it was not until. Chase Edmonds went 54 yards after the goal line stand, which, you know, there's a lot to talk about before that run happened, which is why it definitely uh, everything was set up for the Cardinals prior to this run. But I love the fact that the Rams appeared to think this was pass all the way. 
Again, great play call, wide open space for Chase Edmonds to go up the field. Uh, he had a fantastic game. And, you know, I don't know. I think everyone could ex exhale a little bit after uh, Chase ran. And then they just ran the ball after that. It was just a beautiful thing. Uh, and so Chase Edmonds on display. Great job with every aspect of that play. And I just think that was another example of the Rams just didn't know what to expect. You know, they, they thought this Cardinal team was going to be primarily doing things through the air. And they just they were completely balanced in this game at, when you look at the the entirety of it, Felipe. So uh, fantastic job and uh, kudos to Chase Edmonds with a huge game. And uh, Craig, how about you? What was your jam in this game? Well, I'm going to go to why the Cardinals started that drive at the one yard line. I like the goal line stand from Robert Alford stopping Matthew Stafford. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't get in. Devon Kennard with a good stop, but my favorite play was the fourth and goal. You can question the decision to throw it, but that's what they did. And if you watch that play, and Tanner Vallejo didn't get credit for a pass breakup, but he was over there to interfere with Tyler Higby and unable to get that catch. But the moment that ball is snapped, you watch Vallejo. He makes a beeline to the left pylon and is right there for Higby. And then if you pull back, you got Vance Joseph sprinting down the sideline because he could see what was happening there to celebrate with his guys. And Tanner Vallejo, we don't talk a lot about him. He's more of a special teams player, but he has played good defense when called upon. And that play right there to set up the Chase Edmonds and that 12-play 94-yard drive. I like the goal line stand because it did show that the Cardinals more physical at the line of scrimmage than the Los Angeles Rams. It showed character. I think that defensive stand, uh, and I saw it from the get-go. Once once they put him in Tanner Vallejo, I said, hey, he's, he's got to cover Higby. There's no way they're going for him. And as soon as you saw that, you know, going toward the pylon, I'm like, okay, he's got a chance. And he did. I'll be honest with you. I don't even know. If he, I think he kind of interfered with, with, like, the ball. I don't know if he even, like, grazed it or touched it. But he was all over um, the tight end, Tyler Higby. I'll be honest with you. My jam this week has to go to El Dorado, Marcus Golden, forcing that fumble, I think, was a statement. Everybody was doing the dirty job. because JJ had the nosebleed already, right, because his, his callus on the nose was already <laughs> popped out, and you, you you knew Chandler Jones was just measuring Whitworth. I mean, you could just see it every single play. He was trying something else, and he was trying to pressure Matthew Stafford. But once he popped that ball off, forced that fumble, Jody already mentioned it. The, four, the first four possessions was – field goal, punt, punt, force, fumble. And that's when we got the ball back and converted it into points. I think shortly after that, the Rams said, okay, they were running the ball effectively. Daryl uh, Henderson Jr. was running the ball and they had to change it. They had to change their game plan because they were under the scoreboard. So they went back and they settled down and they went into pass sets. And that's when the defensive side became, you know, more, more aggressive with pressuring Matthew Stafford with on the back end, Buda Baker, JT. JT was just hitting everybody, guys. Everybody that would cross his face, it didn't matter if he got a penalty, he would just smack him in the in the mouth. And, and, and I loved it. And I think it was an attitude that these guys brought to SoFi Stadium. So for me, Felipe, Jody, and Craig, my jam this week has to go to Marcus Golden. 
And that defense, just spectacular. I know Craig's going to talk about the job that Vance Joseph did, but I mean, not that many people were talking about the job they did against Matthew Stafford. I mean, if you take a look, if you compare the stats from week three against the Super Bowl champs, Buccaneers, and you compare the stats to week four against the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, what, what a difference. But my jam is going to be that Kyler Murray touchdown to Mac, Max Williams. And that is because, one, he had a clean pocket. Two, they're continuously utilizing Max Williams as a pass-catching tight end. I mean, when have you heard that from the Cliff Kingsbury offense? So the fact that they're continuously uh, finding ways to include Max Williams in their game plan, just it just adds another element to that, to that offense. I mean, think about it. You already have DeAndre Hopkins to your left. You have AJ Green to your right. You have Christian Kirk in the slot. You have that, that duo of running backs in the backfield and Chase Edmonds, James Conner. And now you sprinkle in Max Williams. I mean, that offense has potential to be one of the best offenses in the NFL in recent years. Just thinking about all the weapons that they have on that side of the ball. But I just like the clean pocket. I mean, you, you're seeing Kyler Murray time after time. A lot of these touchdowns, if he's not rushing him in, he's, you know, making these plays from the pocket. And kudos to Steve Kime, kudos to Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, because they continuously build around Kyler Murray and his skill set. They continuously build around the offensive weapon, weapons that they have. And the fact that he's being uh, he's not getting sacked as much as he was in, the, in his first two years. And even that wasn't that much. But the fact that he's being untouched, a lot of these runs that he's making, just an, an incredible job. But I think that touchdown pass to Mac Williams really summarizes the juggernaut of an offense that this Cardinals uh, is and has potential to be for years to come. So that was my jam. I like, I felt like I was the, the, the topping on your pancakes, Orlando, you, the whipped cream up there. That was you, that no touchdown. Whipped cream here, brother, just you go straight at it. This week was just a straight butter, whole butter and maple a whole butter. There we go. Week. And, and you know what? That extra, that extra pancake. Uh, yeah. The, the 49ers are going to have a, a tough one here at State Farm Stadium. That, Hopefully, that's some foreshadowing right there with the yeah. extra pancake. I like I know, it. I Let's did. go. Let's You're setting it up. And no joke. margarine, right? Whole butter. No, whole butter, yeah. Margarine. Whole butter. Uh, so you don't Craig you don't put like anything that. on top? Craig does. <laughs> nope, no, I'm curious oil, to see what. Okay. Uh, I'm curious <laughs> to see what type of pancakes that, that Craig likes to eat. But some chocolate uh, chips just, in there or something? Else? Some chocolate chips. Wow. Chocolate chips. Original, my friends. Original pancakes for a great victory at SoFi. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys, that's the that's my jam segment. Let's move on to our rise and shine. Who outperform expectations? Who shine under the bright lights in L.A.? Hey, they were in Hollywood. I keep making these L.A. references because it's one of the few times that we have all these puns to make. You know, Jody used flip the script. I think at one point I used the, the waves or whatever. So let's move on to our rise and shine. Jody, take it away. Who is your favorite player? All right. So again, uh, so many good things happened on offense, but I was kind of really wanting to target someone on defense for this. And I debated a little bit with Byron Murphy with that great pick. Um, again, that, that really set a tone. Matthew Stafford then I think became a little gun shy because uh, Brian Murphy had great coverage right there on Deshaun Jackson. Stafford even talked about it after the game, but I'm going to go with Jalen Thompson. Because, and you, we talked about him a little bit already, um, uh, 10 tackles on the score sheet, uh, five solo, five combined right there. And then just the physicality that he brought. It was a little later in the game, but there was a play where uh, Cooper Cup was going out for a pass and he just, he hit him. And you could tell these guys were just done. 
they were not ready for this physicality that the Arizona Cardinals brought to them. And Jalen Thompson's play, guys, has been one of the key factors in why this secondary has been so good. It's not all about one guy. Yes, Marco Wilson, Robert Alford, and Byron Murphy are out on an island at times, but guys were moving all over the field. Um, everyone was covering. And, you know, Jalen Thompson was a great example of why I think this game was, you know, in control by this Arizona Cardinals defense. Uh, you look at the Rams, they weren't able to do a lot early on. And, and I just want to give him a lot of credit because I think he's still a little bit underrated. I think that's going to go away as the season continues um, because he deserves a lot of credit. And um, so does Vance Joseph though, right? Craig, I'm going to transition over, over to you and your player of the game or, or maybe a coach of the game. Now, Jody, I was told that this is acceptable. If it's not, then I just blame Felipe. But I you might get fined, but you know, <laughs> we might have to decide that later in, in a court here in the morning scramble court. Too much good happened defensively to single out any one player. So I'm gonna have to give my rise and shine to Vance Joseph. It's it's it, it maybe not acceptable, but for me, what he has done. And it's not just what he did on Sunday, but this entire season. We talk about, you know, halftime adjustments. Well, Rolando, you know that if you wait until halftime, you've waited too long. It's the in-game adjustments. And as much leaking as there was in the run game in that first quarter, 68 rushing yards. The rest of the game, the Rams had 53. 53 rushing yards at the end of the first quarter. And then the ability to... No, they did not get a sack on Matthew Stafford, but they made it very uncomfortable for him in the pocket. He was pressured. He was hit. He was knocked off his spot. All a credit to the players. They the ones are, that executed, but it's the game plan that was set up by Vance Joseph and his entire coaching staff throughout the week. And it's something that we've seen now all season long. Vance Joseph is doing a wonderful job with the talent that he has on the field, getting the players in position to make plays. Players make plays, coaches coach, but for me, specifically against the Rams offense, that was the talk of the league going into that game. They were shut down, rendered non-factors, Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford. So for me, it's a tip of the cap to Vance Joseph. Rolando, what about you? I, I like I like your pick, Vance Joseph. Even though it's not a player of the game, he's a coach of the game. And, and just to emphasize a little bit more on that, uh, there was a play, Isaiah Simmons, uh, that blitz where he hit uh, the arm of a quarterback, Matthew Stafford, got in the air. It was it was an INT for the Cardinal defense. And he did hit him, but I think he got him first in the arm. Vance Joseph was heated. He wanted to talk to every single uh a referee out there, he, he, if he, they would have let him talk, he would have put on that mic set and we would have, he would have called New York City or something, man. This guy was ready and, and he was ready to call that game. Really passionate. Everything worked out for him. But my player of the game, I want to go with James Conner. Guys, two touchdowns again in the red zone. I mean, this guy, once we get down there, we get close inside the eight, five-yard line. It's like no brainer. Let's go with the big back. Let's go with a guy that's going to punch it in. And to be honest with you, the, the first one he punched in behind uh, Max Garcia was great to watch. And Rodney Hudson and Pew and, and these interior offensive linemen were just really dominating the, the front that, that the Rams were, were presenting at that time. And that, that takes a toll on the defense. Once, once you're, ba you're backed into your own end zone, 
it's like, come on, guys, somebody make a play. And, and it, it was just that offensive line, you know, rolling through through the through the run game. James Conner, I like his physicality. I like the way he's he's always falling forward, right? Falling forward in order to get the um, you know more yards on on the play. And I think once the season goes by, and I know Chase and him have you know great chemistry together. They're really good friends, and it's like okay, we'll share the rock, whatever. Uh, and and that's you you have to be a good teammate in order to accept that. And I think as we roll into this month of, of uh, October, I definitely think James Conner is going to get those big, those chunk runs eventually will come for this offensive line in him. You guys got me so hyped up that in the middle of your guys' dialogue, I want to go grab some gloves because my rise and shine is Kyler Murray. And every time he has a ball, I feel like I can grab, I can catch a pass too. I mean, he's sharing the ball. He's finding AJ Green. He's finding DeAndre Hopkins. I touched on, he's finding Max Williams. Obviously, Chase Edmonds as a pass catcher. He's finding everybody. So, yo, K1, I got you, bro. You just give me the ball too. You know, I promise I won't drop it. Maybe like a one yard, a little pitch or something like that. But still, it'll count. But Kyler Murray, he's been impressive. And one thing that really, really ticks me off or stresses me out, however you want to put it, is when you hear analysts on pregame shows, halftime shows, postgame shows talk about Kyler Murray, they always talk about uh, he's so dangerous with his legs. But y'all, He's number one in the NFL in completion, completion percentage. He's number two in passing yards. He has the fifth best quarterback grading in the NFL. I mean, that's impressive. That's a guy that's staying in the pocket. That's a guy that when he does extend plays, he's looking to air it out. So when people compare him to Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick, Cam Newton to an extent, the one thing that Kyler Murray has that those other guys mm, don't necessarily had it or have it on a consistent basis is his ability to make plays from the pocket. And you're seeing it this year more than ever. That's why I put on these gloves because I, it makes me feel like I can go out there and make a play for Kyler Murray. So he's been impressive going heading into the week. I said, again, for the Cardinals to come out with the victory from Hollywood, their stars have to play like stars. And if there's one star that this team was depending on the most, I know we touched on Vance Joseph. I know uh, Byron Murphy had another good game. I know AJ Green had another good game. But honestly, we're not going to lie. In order for this team to have one in LA, Kyler Murray had to play like a star, and he did it. He controlled the first half with his legs. He extended plays. I remember he had like a 16-yard gain on third and 16 or something like that that really made me think like, wow, man, how does a defense stop this guy when he's being as effective as he is as a uh, throwing the ball? And then when he scrambles, I mean, it's it's a cheat code. It's honestly, honestly, sometimes it's not fair. He didn't even have an interception, which he had one, at least one in, a, right. in the first three weeks of the season. So just an overall great performance from Kyler Murray. He performed in the biggest stages of the mall under the brightest of lights. Kyler Murray is my rise and shine. And Felipe, and he's so accurate. You know, that's, oh, that's what so makes crazy. it special. But, you know, you mm -hmm. would have to run a decent route. You would, you know, he can get it to you no matter what you do, but because he's so accurate, but can you run a decent route? I can do one of um, these, look. Don't worry about the hands. Jody, Jody, so I, let's I worry take about a those step hands. back here. Come on, let's take a step back. <laughs> Felipe, first of all, you have to take off those 3X gloves and put on some uh, smaller <laughs> gloves, right? Because the, the, Kyler throws that ball at you, 
they're going to rip them right off your hands. So mm-hmm. how about D-Hop, by the way, really quick, you know, I know he didn't even have the yardage of AJ green. That's part of the beauty of this offense, right? It's probably a little frustrating to him, but how about him almost making a spectacular catch with Ramsey all over him? I would have loved to. He was interfered that. with, by the way, watch I mean, that he play was. again. He was interfered he was. with Ramsey got there before. <laughs> that was exactly yeah, a, you know, what call, but, uh, a non, a, you know what, non-call. But I, I was just going to mention that. Speaking of, you had the gloves, you had the hands going. We were talking hands. Dion Dehop, hang with it. We love to see it. We know you all. We know you should have had that ball. Yeah. There's going to be a, there's going to be a day where some of these secondaries are going to start shifting their focus to Christian Kirk and AJ Green because at the end of the day, those two are benefiting from the attention that DeAndre Hopkins draws. So, at some point throughout the season, these defenses are going to have to pick their poison. And that's when I feel like one of those three guys is going to keep breaking out week in and week out. So let's wrap it up. Let's bring home the bacon. Rolando, there's a lot of talk about this Arizona Cardinals team. What is the state of the Arizona Cardinals in the NFL? Are they a playoff contender, Super Bowl contender, the best in the NFL, NFC? Where do they stand? Scramblers, let's put on a little bit more of make bull syrup here because uh... – <laughs> The state of the Cardinals is exactly stacking wins. Let's be honest. What we saw versus the Rams is an excellent – you're seeing an excellent football team come together. And once they merge, the confidence level just rises. Everybody does their lifts better. Everybody arrives better on time to, to for, for, the, for film room. It, it just becomes uh, an evolution of everybody doing their part. And I think we saw that Vance Joseph, very creative on the defensive side, you know, having them disciplined and, and Kyler from the pocket. You guys mentioned it already. I think the state of the team is forward. And once you get a big win versus a rival that pretty much had your number for the last couple of years, that just gets you going, man. So I think for this week, also uh, hosting uh, a defense uh, NFC rival, which is the Niners, is, is going to be an excellent test because you cannot – you cannot take a step back. You've already produced so many points. Your offensive line is starting to roll on the on the run game. Your defensive um, unit is starting to just to kind of dominate and pressure constantly uh, rival quarterbacks. So I think it, it's going to merge together. And we need another victory in this matter. In control, guys. It's very, you know, people say, yeah, it's tough to get the wins in the NFL. It is tough to get the wins. But once you steamroll somebody like that and, and you just go for it, and you're up by three, four possessions, it makes your job easier. And it makes the job during the week easier. It makes you more focused because you know the talent level's there. You know what you can produce if everything clicks. And I think that's going to be the main focus. The state of the Cardinals has to be from Kingsbury through Vance Joseph, through Sean Kugler, and all the, the rest of the coaches, keeping these guys focused and keeping these guys on the right pace. If they do that, watch out. The Niners are going to be an excellent show for for everybody in in state farm stadium jody what does this arizona cardinals uh team have to do to maintain momentum in week five and moving forward well i think it's uh, rolando touched on it there Uh, the other thing that's an intangible is just that everybody talked about what a great week of practice it was everyone talked about the focus and that that's hard to keep up that's that's the one part of sports any athlete you know it's just natural that you're going to have letdowns. You might not have as, as great a week for, you know, a team that, you know, maybe Jacksonville, but they got up for the Rams and, and then they took it to them in the game and stayed focused. So how can you do that against another opponent? Well, it is going to be at home. Of course, that should fire everyone up. I mean, this team's now gone on the road and beaten the Titans. 
and the Rams in dominating fashion. So really checking the boxes on what they can do on the road. So come home and, and see if you can get another dominant win against the Niners. But yeah, a win is a win. Hopefully they can do it, whether it's Garoppolo or Trey Lance or you know whatever's going to happen with this Niners offense. Uh, go out there and bring that physicality that you brought to the Rams. Easier said than done. I understand the NFL is a tough place to play, but you can do that by using the entire team effort. Game plan was awesome. So continuing that. And, and I just think, again, getting up with the passing game and, and the defense getting those stops early, this is a recipe for victory in the NFL. I think they can absolutely do it again, Felipe. Um, you know, they just got it. Now they know they can do it. And they've done the ultimate thing, which is beating Sean McVay and the Rams after going 0-8 against them. What a confidence builder this is going to be. And Craig, you know, as good as this team played in week four, there's still some room for improvement. Obviously, it's the NFL. You're not going to you're never going to be perfect in a specific game. What is this Cardinals offense, defense, special teams? I don't know where you want to pick or highlight, but where do they need to improve on the most? Well, we are nitpicking because you score 37 points, yet you went. 0 for 2 on first and goal situations offensively. And you know that's going to come up in the offensive meetings and too many penalties. It didn't stall any drives, but the Cardinals made it difficult on themselves at times. So clean up those mistakes. And then, yeah, you strive for perfection. You never get there, but that's always what you look for. And I love what Buda Baker had to say post game the 1 and 0 mentality. But the motivation this week is very simple. The last time the 49ers were at State Farm Stadium against the Cardinals, they embarrassed the Cardinals in week 16. It was not fun to watch. So all you have to do is turn on the tape from a year ago. It's a different team. I understand that. But this two-game stretch, Rams and 49ers, that's how the Cardinals ended last season, losing to the 49ers and the Rams. This is a redemption tour, if you will. The players (laughs) don't look ahead, but we can look ahead. If the Seahawks win on Thursday and the Cardinals win on Sunday, it's a two-game lead in the NFC West after five weeks. Two-game lead. So, yeah, that's what I'm hoping happens when we convene, reconvene here in one week's time. Hopefully, in week five, we break another record, and it's a fifth consecutive victory Monday here on the Morning Scramble. At that point, I don't even know what Rolando's going to come up with for It's going to be a buffet, Monday. man. Buffet. buffet. It's going to be a buffet. With five with five victories, five and zero, oh, impressive. Um, you know, it, it's it's going to be good times. I think with what Craig just mentioned, uh, recapping the history between the Niners and and us, the recent history, right? It's going to be an emotional game, man. And and you want to perform. You're going to be in front of your home crowd. You're going to be in front of your friends, your family members. It's time to show up. And what we saw, what they can do in LA. I mean, come on, guys. This is this has to be a game plan that has to work here at home. And yeah, it's going to be a great game to call. For sure. I got one quick Cody. thing, uh, yeah. one quick one here, because I feel like on this show, we, we don't want to miss anything, but Matt Prater, you know, again, three for three, a 55 yarder. I know two of them were chip shots, but we never take it for granted here on, on the morning scramble. Right. Yeah. Matt Prater. Great job again. <laughs> I remember tweeting during the game, like, I don't know what the feeling is, but it just felt so cool having Matt Prater make a 55-yard field goal in, like, like third nothing, quarter. Right? Something like, like yeah, it was just like, it, I honestly, I can't explain the feeling, but it was just pretty cool to watch. But uh, that's it for us. Week five, there's on Cardinals host the San Francisco 49ers at 125. That's the kickoff. And please, one huge favorite, Red Sea, do not sell your tickets to Niner fans, please. 
There's nothing that stresses me out for more than seeing that red and gold at State Farm Stadium. So please hold on to your tickets. <laughs> Listening to the DIA defensive line coach, Brenton Buckner, he said, don't sell them. So whatever he says goes, all right? Do not sell your tickets in week five. Arizona Cardinals hosting the Niners. Don't want to miss it. And then catch us here on the morning scramble, hopefully for a fifth consecutive victory Monday at 10 a.m. on the Arizona Cardinals Twitter page. I'm Felipe Borra Jr., the great Jody Jackson, Cardinals insider Craig Rilu, and ex-Arizona Cardinals offensive lineman Rolando Cantu. Holla!